Previously on At The Movies with Arch Campbell, Jen Chaney, and Lou Katz. George Clooney was there. And oh, man. among other people, Jason Bateman was there. There were uh, all kinds uh, uh, of uh. random people. And I've, I've seen him at various events and he's always just so at ease. People are, you know, coming up to him. He's so cool about it. All these waitresses are like, what can I get you? What can I get you? Um, and I went up and I started talking to him. And the, and the first thing I said to him was, wow, I, I've, I saw two of your movies today. And he was like, that's a lot of me in one day. <laughs> at The Movies with Arch Campbell, Jen Cheney, and Lou Katz begins now. Hello again, this is Lou Katz welcoming you to the podcast that does its best to keep you informed of the ever-changing world of entertainment. Please welcome, without any delay, George Clooney's favorite interviewer. <laughs> From Vulture and WTOP Radio, let's give it up for Jen Cheney. I don't know if that's true, but I will take it anyway. <laughs> oh, you're his favorite. <laughs> and Nick Clooney's favorite reviewer. And the guy leading our transition team between podcasts, the one, the only, you love him, Arch Campbell. What, what are we transitioning to, oblivion? <laughs> I believe it's greatness. Oh, well, let us hope so. So here we are, Jen, and uh, there's lots to talk about as we get into Thanksgiving. But first, uh, there's a couple of major events that I think we should uh, dive in on. Uh, Warner Brothers has announced that Wonder Woman 1984 will arrive on both screens and on HBO Max Christmas Day, and this is yet another step in the change in the way major movies are released, and what do you think? I mean, I, I'm not surprised. Um, you know, Mulan, Disney did the same thing with Mulan, although they were charging you know, 30 bucks or whatever. Uh, and I don't know that that was a totally successful um, attempt, but, you know, they're doing it again with Soul, the, the new Pixar movie. That's going to come out on Christmas Day, the same day as Wonder Woman. And, you know, until we get the pandemic under control, I just, you know, I, I think the, the options are either push everything back so that there's a huge backlog of films in 2021 or figure out an alternative and just cut your losses. And uh, I think that's what they decided to do. I think one of the surprises is that it went to HBO Max instead of, uh, you know, everybody just expects it'll be on Netflix or Hulu. Uh, does that uh, get your attention? It doesn't because this is a Warner Brothers release. HBO Ma mm. Max is a Warner media company. Anything Warner Brothers is going to go right right there. Um, and that's that's reflective of our, you know, our new ecosystem where everything is on these, you know, separate streaming platforms and, and uh, channels. And unless you have a relationship with Netflix, you're probably going to go with your, you know, Peacock or Disney or HBO Max, depending on what studio is uh, originally backing the uh, project. And you mentioned a Pixar film. I, am I going to guess that's going to be a Disney Plus? Yes, it is going to be on Disney Plus. And I believe, wow. if I'm not mistaken, they're not charging extra. You can just watch it without paying an additional fee. Well, uh, I just, uh, it just strikes me how major these changes are. And uh, and what strikes me is uh, I just wonder how we will go back. Right. I mean, I have to think that there is... Who knows? Right. I mean, I have to think there's some appetite for, for enjoying these things in a crowd again at some point. It, the question is whether that appetite is going to be what it was before all this happened, especially for younger audiences who this will be mm -hmm. their normal. Mm -hmm. 
as, as a benchmark. And so they won't necessarily feel compelled to go to a theater because they're not even used to that. Um, but, uh, but that all depends on, you know, how long this lasts. Yeah. Uh, I do think the Wonder Woman series uh, benefits from a, a watching with an audience. And uh, so mm-hmm. that is kind of a shame. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that has occurred is... Jeopardy is announcing their plans to move forward after the death of Alex Trebek, and uh, their first interim host will be, no surprise, Ken Jennings. One of the first two men to summit Everest, and a part of my personal Mount Rushmore of all-time climbers. He also tractored to the South Pole five years later in 1958. What do we think of that? Uh, like you said, no surprise. I mean, I, I was expecting him just to take over point uh-huh. blank because um, it seems like they have been teeing him up for that um, by bringing him into the fold before Alex Trebek passed away. But, you know, maybe they're going to just try a few things out first and see see how comfortable he is in that position. And I, I mean, to me, it feels like it's his to lose, really. Right. Uh, I can't imagine who else they will bring in. And I sort of feel sorry for anybody else that uh, that they try to use mm-hmm. <laughs> you know back in the day back in the 70s and 60s when game shows were uh, a daytime staple uh, most of the hosts were uh, LA disc jockeys wink Martindale and uh, <laughs> those kind of not not <laughs> Lou this is not disparaging uh, no not at all your roots and mine as disc jockey in fact that was my uh, goal early in my life to go to California and become a game show host. Oh, really? <laughs> it was kind of a joke, you know. It was sort of, uh, you know, what's the, what's the uh, dumbest thing you could do to make a lot of money? Never <laughs> 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 worked out. And, I don't and think you should be speaking ill of Tic-Tac-Doe this way. <laughs> Gene Rayburn. I think Gene, didn't Gene Rayburn do a lot of radio work too? He, he was sure. a host on Monitor. Oh, NBC. NBC. NBC's monitor, right? I remember that many a year ago. <laughs> so that's one thing about Alex Trebek. He uh, he went against that trend, and that is one reason uh, I think so many of us revere him because he was a smart guy without uh, you know whose intelligence was his personality. Mm-hmm. So anyway, good luck to Ken Jennings. Uh, and now let's get into what's new this week for Thanksgiving. Big TV and stream season that's for sure yeah i mean even though you know normally thanksgiving is a big weekend for movies that are opening in theaters but mm-hmm. despite that not being the case there's still a lot uh that's going to be coming to your screens um starting with um hillbilly elegy this is the mm-hmm. ron howard directed film starring glenn close and amy adams that's um on netflix as of right now uh mm-hmm. and is horrible <laughs> as i said a couple of weeks ago <laughs> i do not recommend it it's being absolutely trashed online and by critics and you know unfortunately I think rightfully so um, it just it, it's it's attempting to you know make you understand people in Appalachia but doing it in such stereotypical theatrical ways and I, again I didn't read the book but sort of the upshot that I take away that from what I understand is kind of the upshot of the book is that you know if if you just work hard enough you can get out of poor country mm-hmm. um, the way that JD Vance does and um, I think that's a really oversimplification of, of all the things that, that put people in those situations. Uh, the best and thing I've read so far is that it's a rich person's idea of the life of poor people. <laughs> yes, that's right. That that absolutely is how it comes across. I also really liked the um, New York Times headline, I Remember Mamaw. That, that was a good one. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, you know, and I, I think the world of Glenn Close and Amy Adams, and, and I have wanted each of them to win an Oscar before. They deserve it, but I just, I don't want them to win it for this because it's, uh, they've done such better work in so many other much better films. Uh, well, and that's that's Netflix, right? That is, yes, that's right. That's on Netflix. I believe the it is. The thing I did read, and I do think is important, is that Hillbilly Elegy came out of the politics of 2016 and the election of Donald Trump. And now we're in the politics politics of 2020. And uh, and so it no longer uh, uh, jibes with uh, our world. Well, I mean, I'm not sure if it did in the first place, but I, I but certainly it feels especially out of step for it to be coming yeah. out right now. Um, so, so, I agree. so there's that. So there's that. Let's let's talk about some things that you maybe you actually should watch instead. Yeah. There's another new movie called Happiest Season that starts streaming on Hulu. This is a, a Christmas movie. If you want to get yeah. started on those right away, um, it's a romantic <laughs> comedy. Um, it stars Kristen Stewart and Mackenzie Davis as uh, a lesbian couple. They're going home to meet Mackenzie Davis's family, but she neglects to tell Kristen Stewart that she has not told her family that she's gay and that she's been hiding that fact. So, you know, there's a lot of kind of um, sitcom-ish shenanigans that go on, but it has such a great cast and there's some genuinely moving moments in it. Clea Duvall directed it. And, uh, you know, it's it's really interesting that there are so many Christmas movies this season that focus on gay couples. The Hallmark Channel had their first one. Lifetime Channel had their first one. I think Paramount TV has another one. Um, and then, of course, this movie, Happiest Season. So it's, it's nice to see, you know, that sort of genre actually talking about you know couples of, of all kinds of orientations and and you know in all kinds of situations although it is it's uh, gay couples going home at a time when uh, most of us are not gonna go home yeah <laughs> some of the things you read is well at least we won't have the usual Thanksgiving argument <laughs> right right yeah you have to suspend your disbelief and, and imagine this <laughs> 2020 right. when watching this some other things to be looking for on Wednesday and depending on when you're listening to this you it may already be out, is the new version of Saved by the Bell, mm-hmm. um, which was a very silly uh, Saturday morning teen show that has been revamped for Peacock as a meta-commentary on how silly that show was, but also <laughs> about uh, the inequities in, in the public school system. And, and I know that sounds heavy, mm-hmm. but um, it's done with such cleverness. Uh, Tracy Woodfield is the showrunner, and she used to write for 30 Rock, and she created a, a great series called Great News. I've watched all 10 of the episodes, and I just just was cracking up at, at some of the lines that are just hilarious. It's not gonna work unless we get to know them. You only know how Bayside works for kids like you. Hot kids. Privileged kids. Privileged kids. So if you're looking for a comedy, I, I really recommend that. Even if you never saw Saved by the Bell, it doesn't matter. It's really and great. And let me ask you, um, you know, you've kind of hinted that uh, Peacock is about to make their app available on other uh, platforms. Is that happening yet? Oh, you mean like Roku and things like that? Yeah. I actually am not sure where that stands. I think they're trying to make that a little bit better. I've heard complaints from others in addition to yourself about having problems with it. Again, I I mean, I have a smart TV, so I, I didn't have a problem getting it to work on that. But I know that that's not the case for everybody. But I, I hope they can figure that out because this is this is the first original thing they've done that I think is actually worth watching. And if I may, um, John Michael Higgins is in this. He plays the principal. And he, um, not at the same time, but he went to the same high school as I did, Walter Johnson. He's a local. Oh. So um, yet another reason for all of us to watch. I'm great. Did you know him? No, he, he didn't. Oh. I mean, he's older than I am, so we didn't go at the same time. 
time, but very, very proud to call him a, a fellow alum. He's a, he's a great, hilarious actor. So moving on to the next thing that you, you might want to watch uh, on Thanksgiving Day, this new series called The Flight Attendant debuts on HBO Max, and they are really pushing this series. Um, in addition to putting the first three episodes on, on Thanksgiving Day, you can actually watch the pilot for free in advance right now on HBO Max. Uh, you can watch it on HBO. They're going to actually show the pilot on Friday night, I believe. And then on Sunday night, you can watch the pilot on TBS. Um, so Warner is really like taking advantage of every network that it has control of to, to get you to ho- hook into this and, you know, hopefully subscribe to HBO Max as a consequence. That's interesting. Yeah. And I will say it's a really addictive show. Kaylee Cuoco stars in it. She is, as the title suggests, a flight attendant. Um, she has a drinking problem. Wherever she flies, she goes out and parties. And one night she um, goes out and parties with this guy that she met on a flight in Bangkok. And the next morning she wakes up and he's dead. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for flying with us. I met Alex on the plane. We had dinner at Bangkok. We went back to his hotel. When I woke up in the morning, she has no idea how he got murdered, what the heck happened, because she blacked out. And the rest of the series is sort of about her trying to figure that out and also trying to avoid being, you know, uh, arrested and charged with his murder. But it gets more complicated from there. She also makes the worst decisions. She makes terrible, terrible decisions in every episode. Um, but she's I mean, this is the first big thing Kaylee Cuoco has done since Big Bang Theory uh, went here, and yeah. she's great. Rosie Perez is in it. Um, mm. Zosha Mamet plays her best friend and her lawyer, who is incessantly frustrated by the dumb things that she does. I watched the four episodes they gave us in one day. It's that kind of mm, show. Mm, mm. Now, uh, I'm thinking of a flashback and favorites <laughs> when you talk about the plot where somebody wakes up uh, with someone they just met and they're dead. Where have I heard that plot before? Probably many times. <laughs> I know I've heard it before. I can't quite identify where, but you know, I, I love that idea. Where have I heard that before? Was that it? What was the one where the guy, uh, where it went backwards uh memento memento was that the plot of memento not exactly not exactly but it was it did involve like memory loss uh-huh. and trying to piece things together um and there's there are several others i i'm gonna think about that all the all over thanksgiving i like the fact that a show about memory loss we can't remember where we um, <laughs> that's great uh <laughs> And then just a couple other things to mention. One is um, Investigation Discovery, which is an offshoot of the Discovery Channel that's really kind of specializes in true crime. Um, They're doing a two-hour documentary on Saturday night about the Lion Sisters case, um, which anybody from the D.C. area will remember very well. The sisters who went to Wheaton Plaza in 1975 and and went missing. And only recently did they actually solve that case and and, um, put someone in jail for it. And so this special, which is kind of, um, it's not not specifically adapted from Mark Mark Bowden's book that came out last year, but it is similar in that it's really focused on the investigation part and how the um, police were able to, to keep interrogating the suspect until they got the information that they wanted. I kind of wanted more of going back to when this happened because I think it had an em- enormous impact on parents in this area. And I remember even as a very little kid knowing about it. Um, so maybe at some point they'll do a docu-series that does that. I know WTOP did a podcast about it recently, um, mm. but this is the first time there's been a true crime 
Crime series on that case. So if people. Yeah, who Lou and I certainly remember the uh, story of the Lyons sisters. Uh, and their father was a well known radio guy, John Lyons. Yeah, he was with, right. with WMAL for years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And as always happens, uh, at first they suspected of uh, someone in the family. Right. And uh, it was just a terrible time for that family uh, and, and a terrible story. And then last of all, Sunday night is the finale of The Undoing, where we figure out <laughs> who murdered that poor woman, or, or maybe we don't. I don't know what happens because I haven't seen it yet either. Is there any talk, Jen, about a possible second series or a second season for them? You know, there hasn't been yet. It wouldn't surprise me if that happens. I hope it doesn't because I feel like when they did that with Big Little Lies, the second season wasn't nearly what the first one was. And this does seem like a contained sort of story to me, but, you know... You never know what they're going to decide. If there if there was enough of an audience, they may they may try to do a second season. I do have to say that every episode of The Undoing delivers a finale, a a jaw dropping, knock you off the couch, oh my god finale. And so uh, you do have to salute them for the manner in which they've uh, arranged those uh, those scripts. Every script makes you uh, you know anxious to see the next one. I, I think you also have to salute them for the coats that Nicole Kidman wears. I mean. Uh, <laughs> so hopefully so, I've given uh, you enough things to watch over Thanksgiving. I, like that was a, I think big this, should, this should take care of it. <laughs> I wanted to mention, <laughs> because no family, we're not having any family. We're not doing any family things. It just, uh, you know, we're, I think all of us, we're just burrowing in and uh, trying to stay safe this year. I did want to mention last week we had Rocky Haddadi on, our dear friend from uh, so many sites, including uh, Jaiba and uh, RogerEat.com. And uh, on her recommendation, I watched Run on Hulu, starring uh, Sarah Paulson and a young actress named uh, Kira Allen, who is uh, wheelchair bound. And uh, it is a your standard issue 90 minute thriller where a young woman is homeschooled by her mother. And, you know, Sarah. Sarah Paulson is is always she, she's the go-to person for sort of the semi-creepy I know something's wrong but I can't put my finger on it character and uh, the young uh, daughter discovers uh, a few things aren't quite uh, on it, it's that standard issue 90 minute thriller that uh, we used to see one of you know every couple of weeks that would open in a theater and, uh, and would run for for five or six weeks and then uh, go on off uh, to the uh, virtual world. And what I'm thinking is, I wish I could have seen it with an audience because it was that, it's not that it was a great movie. It's it's a middle movie. It's a, you know, it's a two-star thriller, but uh, it would have been nice to, to, you know, to hear the, oh, oh, ah, oh, look out. Oh, here she comes, you know, <laughs> that, <laughs> that I was just thinking to myself. So I kind of enjoyed it. I wouldn't recommend it. Uh, you know, it is what it is. And uh, I guess we're just going to have to get used to seeing stuff like that and watching it without the reaction. Right. Did you ever, did you watch Run? I have not gotten to that yet, no. It, you know, I mean, you can save your, it's, it's <laughs> fine. It's fine. It's, it's, it's,
it's well done and uh, done kind of on a budget without a lot of actors and uh, done in a house and, you know, with a couple of other scenes. It's It reminds me a little bit of, did you ever see The Perfection with Allison Williams and uh, Logan Browning? They were musicians so. and they were abused and, uh, and, it, and you know, the, the plot moves along and they get their revenge. And uh, if, if you like those kind of revenge uh, stories, uh, run is for you. The perfection is something I would uh, mention. Lou, uh, what, what, do you, what are you watching these days besides the undoing? We just finally were able to hook up with Apple Plus and the morning show. Uh-huh. With uh, with Jennifer Aniston, and I have to tell you, we're really, really en- are enjoying that. I hear it's as good as everyone thinks. Now, that's not an Aaron Sorkin thing, is it, or no? No, uh, uh-uh. no, it's not. So we're watching that, and uh, you know, now that we have uh, Apple Plus, we'll be watching all kinds of uh, different things on there. So. Now, how did you hook up with Apple Plus? Just uh, an app on the TV? Well, it's you got a smart TV. <laughs> oh, you know, it's funny. It's it's actually not so smart, Arch. It's about a four. <laughs> five-year-old TV, and unfortunately, it does not download uh, the Apple Plus app, so I had to get a Roku stick for it. Oh, really? Yeah, and so I have wow. to have to get it off of that, and uh, Wendy just got a new iPhone, so she gets for one year Apple Plus uh, for free, so I figured yeah. we, we would try it out. And- How old is your TV? Well, uh, I think it must be from about maybe 2007, 2008. I mean, it was a real good Sony TV and a big, wide uh, HD screen. But I know I need to replace it. I know. I feel like we should we should um, buy you a TV for Christmas because it's just not right. <laughs> I don't know if I want an appliance that's smarter than I am. But <laughs> most of my appliances are. <laughs> so, so speaking of smarter, uh, Lou, what's going on in the world of Hound Rick? Yeah. Well, like everybody else, we're, we're going to be doing a different kind of Thanksgiving celebration. And here's a few thoughts on that. Happy Thanksgiving! The gang at Seinfeld just want to say... Hey! Happy! 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 Thanksgiving! Giving! 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 Oh, well, I just think it's wonderful. Oh, yeah, it's a warm and wonderful feeling, Jerry. We'd like to thank you for the occasional moments of peace and love our family's experience. Happy Turkey Day! From Hound Radio. The Movies with Arch Campbell, Jen Cheney, and Lou Katz comes to you from the secret underground bunker studios of the Katz Podcasting System. This is the part of the program where Jen uh, taunts us with uh, questions we uh, have difficulty answering, <laughs> thoughts from the past, flashbacks and favorites. <laughs> I'm still working on how many other movies have the plot where somebody wakes up with someone dead next. I know I'm working on that. I'm going to work. All right, maybe we can do that for the next uh, flashbacks and favorites. Um, I, I suspect you can guess where I'm going to go with this, uh, and that is your favorite Thanksgiving movies. <laughs> well, there's only one. Well, that's not and true. But, pl- but I know what you're going to say. It's planes, trains, and automobiles, mm-hmm. and uh, th- that is the one that comes to mind. I can't think of of many others that are Thanksgiving only. Home Alone is uh, Christmas, right? It is, yeah. Yeah. Uh, planes, trains, and automobiles. But but w- what a great film that was. Why are you holding my hand? 
Where's your other hand? Between two pillows. Those aren't pillows. Ah! What a great movie to watch uh, again this weekend. <laughs> what about you, Lou? What's your favorite Thanksgiving movie? You know, that was the first one that came to my mind. But every Thanksgiving for so many years when our kids were younger, we would go up to New Jersey to see Wendy's family. And one of the stations out of Philadelphia would listen to would play the full version of Alice's Restaurant from 1969. You can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant. To me, Alice's Restaurant is synonymous with uh, Thanksgiving travel and things to listen to. Not necessarily to watch, but... Wow. I got to meet and interview Arlo Guthrie one time. He was coming to appear with the National Symphony at Wolf Trap. And uh, just off the top of my head, I said, uh, so Arlo, are you going to wear a tuxedo? <laughs> we were off to the race. No, I'm not. You know, there is a movie called Alice's Restaurant based on the song. I've never seen it, and I can't vouch for how good or bad it is, but it does exist. Arlo's in it. Hi, how you doing? I'm Arlo Guthrie, and you've probably listened to or heard about a thing called Alice's Restaurant. Alice's Restaurant is not the name of the restaurant. It was the name of my song about the restaurant. Huge in the, was it 1970? 1969, 1971? I think. 69, yeah, man, that's, that goes back, uh, back to, uh, it was so long ago I was young. <laughs> <laughs> it's a movie of its time. You know, we saw a uh, PBS sent down a documentary on Woodstock um, that, that uh, Gina and I watched recently. I I, I don't think it's, it's anything new, but uh, what a fact fabulous piece of work. And, uh, you know, now people are beginning to look back at uh, the late 60s and early 70s with a different uh, lens. And so, so Jen, what's your favorite Thanksgiving movie? Well, I'm going to mention three just to give people some options. Oh, <laughs> um, in addition to plane trains and automobiles. Um, one is a movie called The Day Trippers. This came out in the 90s, and it's sort of like the cast of it is like the all-star uh, 90s indie cast with like Hope Davis, Campbell Scott, Parker Posey, mm -hmm. um, Liev Schreiber. And um, huh. the, premise, the premise of it is that Hope Davis, who's married to another all-star, Stanley Tucci, um, mm. suspects that her husband is cheating and makes a mistake of telling her parents, one of whom is the great Elmira. Um, and, and this is happening over Thanksgiving weekend, so they decide to get in the car and follow her husband around, try to track him down in New York City. Um, and um, without revealing anything, I'll just say it doesn't go so well. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I always really liked that movie. Um, another indie film that is very Thanksgiving is, is Pieces of April, which stars Katie Holmes and Clarkson. Oh, yeah. And that's that entirely takes place on Thanksgiving. Mm. Um, and then one that, you know, is technically a Christmas movie, but it begins on Thanksgiving. And they used to show it right after the Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade and they don't do it anymore but miracle on 34th street like the, the whole mm. beginning of that is at the thanksgiving day parade and obviously goes to be more of a christmas movie but i i love that as like a kickoff to the holiday season um I, I never tire of that movie. And I'm talking about the original, not the remake, of course. Yeah. Macy's will not have a Santa this year. Yeah, they're doing a modified version of their parade. Like, it's it's all very focused in Herald Square, and they've done some, you know, pre-taped performances. Mm. Um, so there's still going to be a Thanksgiving Day parade to watch that day. It's just not going to look like it usually does. Yeah. I'm a little surprised nobody brought up a Charlie Brown's Thanksgiving. Well, I mean, 
not a movie, but well, of course, like the best. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's not a movie? Well, it... It's a half hour special. Oh, is that all it is? Oh, <laughs> never mind. I, I like the music from that, yeah. too. I had I have a, an album of uh, Charlie Brown Thanksgiving music. Well, is it just a Christmas one? Well, there's a Christmas one, but there's also, there is a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. Really? And, and a Charlie Brown uh, Halloween. Right, but I didn't know they had a soundtrack for the Thanksgiving one. Yeah, yeah, there, there's some... Who was that? Uh, Vince Guaraldi. Vince Guaraldi. Yeah, really great. Have Thanksgiving dinner and you don't feel like preparing it, just do it like Snoopy, make some toast, pop some popcorn, <laughs> have some jelly beans. Not a bad idea. <laughs> we have any Thanksgiving memories we want to discuss? In a public forum. <laughs> you have <forum>. a big... Uh... <laughs> public forum. <laughs> you come from a big family, Jen? Did you all have big family dinners? We didn't. Uh, it was always just me and my folks and my brother and then you know i think the biggest thanksgiving that i've ever had was maybe 10 people when we were we usually hosted here when my brother family would come and my in-laws would come but yeah we've never been i've never been to like a one of those massive like 50 people type thanksgiving we had those growing up when i was growing up in san antonio and everybody brought food, and my mother could not cook her way out of a paper bag. So every every year, the night before Thanksgiving, she was in the kitchen moaning and, and uh, doing her uh, Scarlett O'Hara act. And uh, and every year it was the same uh, dish that she came up with: asparagus casserole. Oh wow! Asparagus, like hard-boiled eggs, and uh, Campbell's cream of mushrooms soup. Wow. And then she would set it down and all my cousins, I could hear them snickering behind them. <laughs> so there was one year uh, when Gina and I were engaged, she came up here and I was working at Channel 4 and a bunch of us used to go to the Roma restaurant on Connecticut Avenue across from the Uptown Theater because they were open on Thanksgiving. And uh, those were, and we'd have spaghetti and meatballs and uh, those those, that was a memorable Thanksgiving. The owner, Bobby Yabo, was there, and that was, uh, you know, I was kind of the anti-Thanksgiving. That was always fun. What about you, Lou? I remember I was assigned, actually, to prepare the turkey. This is way back in, I want to say, the late 1970s. I, of course, single. I was living in a little efficiency apartment in downtown Silver Spring, and I bought a big butterball turkey. And, and my, one of my three sisters says, oh, you got to, you know, got to bake it in the bag. You know, you do the bag thing with no. Well, let me tell you, <laughs> there wasn't any turkey served that night at the cat's table. <laughs> you baked it in the plastic? No, it, there's a, you know, I don't, I don't know who it is, it, you know, Re Reynolds Aluminum or something. Had they have a baking uh, a turkey in a bag? I think this was a thing back then, and it was totally botched. <laughs> so, so I think we all, like, went to McDonald's or something. I don't know what we did. But I know that my family was very disappointed and, and to this date has never asked me again to make any kind of turkey for Thanksgiving. So that's my story. And I stand well, by one it. One year we, um, my brother was staying with us and, and somehow they locked themselves out of the guest room and we had to call a locksmith on Thanksgiving to come, to come over and unlock that door. And it was very expensive. Turns out they charge extra on Thanksgiving. Lock yourself out. How yeah, can I you 
you still don't do understand. That. <laughs> One time, late in her life, we invited some people over to my mother's down in San Antonio, and she had a turkey and put it in the oven. And uh, it turned out her oven had been broken for about a year. <laughs> it, it, her oven wouldn't go beyond about 200 degrees. Oh, dear. She's been living out of a toaster oven. <laughs> I think we cooked that turkey for about eight hours. <laughs> so I don't have great memories of great Thanksgiving dinner, but uh, the ones at the Roma, that was it. Well, I hope everybody has a happy Thanksgiving. And Jen, best wishes to you. We'll follow your work on uh, Vulture and WTOP. And uh, Lou, we'll listen to you on Hound Radio. And uh, Lewis, how are you going to wrap us up this week? Well, I figure with Thanksgiving, Arch and Jen, that we should go back to 1992. It was season 18 on SNL. And um, Adam Sandler had his guitar and he did (laughs) his very first version of the Thanksgiving song. So we're going to play that now. Wishing you and your family a very happy and safe Thanksgiving 2020. We'll catch you next week. Love to eat turkey cause it's good. Love to eat the turkey like a good boy should. Cause it's turkey to eat so good. A turkey for me, turkey for you. Let's eat turkey in a big brown shoe. Love to eat the turkey at the table. I once saw a movie with Betty Grable. Eat that turkey all night long. 50 million Elvis fans can't be wrong. Turkey, turkey, D, turkey, turkey, Daff. I eat the turkey and I take a nap. Thanksgiving is a special night. Jimmy Walker used to say Turkey with the gravy and the cranberry. Can't believe the Mets traded that was strawberry. Turkey for you and a turkey for me. Can't believe Tyson gave the girl BD. Gobble, gobble, docky. I used to go to camp at Lake Winnipesaukee. Come on, Kevin. Oh, that's okay. Oh, it'll be fun. Okay. A turkey, turkey for me, and a turkey for you. Let's feed the turkey in a big brown shoe. Turkey leaves me, and a turkey leaves me. I love to eat the turkey with a lot of stuff. Sammy Davis Jr. only had one eye. (laughs) Old turkey with the girls and a turkey with the boys. My favorite kind of pants are corduroys. Gobble, gobble, gee, and a gobble, gobble, kickle. I wish turkey could only cost a nickel. Oh, I love turkey on Thanksgiving. This is the CATS Podcasting System.